1: Well, hello, I'm David freeman With Is that really in the Bible? Who has not heard of the Connecticut massacre? Horrible situation. My heart goes out to those parents who lost their children. You know, you would think, well, when I was going to school, you know, that big yellow school bus, It never, when I would catch it, it never crossed my mind that this may be the last day of my life, that I would go to school and some madman would come into the schools and kill them. 20 or 30 students or however many it was you know it's just it's unreal and after this event occurred I was looking through the internet and listening to I was wondering well what what do the religious people say what are the uh, some of the preachers saying and one of the statement was one preacher said while many ask where was God last Friday the answer was quoting here the answer was he was right there Yes, God was right there, observing, watching, looking at everything, all the horror, all the bullets flying, all of the little children getting killed, and God was right there. Another famous evangelist, Joel Osteen, maybe you've heard of him, heard of him on Fox News. He was being, being interviewed, and he said, well, he said, you know, God's in control. God's in control. And I really believe that Americans, especially religious people, are living in a state of denial. And denial is not a river in Egypt, by the way. Because when I hear statements like, well, while many ask, you know, uh, where was God last Friday, the answer was, he was right there. Or when I hear statements like, well, you know, God's in control. Now, uh, let me illustrate something. You notice the picture behind me here? It's a hangman's noose. I will agree that, that God is in control, but I think that's, that's how he's in, he's in control right now. What do I mean by that? I think God is giving us enough rope to hang ourselves. Have you ever, as a parent, did this to your rebellious teenager? Just sort of crossed your arms like this and said, Okay, go ahead. Have at it. Go ahead and do the stupid thing that you're going to do. You know, you are in control when you do that. You do know that, don't you? You are in control when you just sit back and you do nothing as a parent and you let your children, your rebellious teenager or whatever, learn from their mistake. That's in control. And I believe that's exactly what God is doing right now. He's giving us enough rope to hang ourselves that's in control by the way now a lot of people would ask well couldn't god have stopped this why didn't god stop this well let's take a look at what's in your bible is that really in the bible and let's take a look at deuteronomy 30 and and verse 19 for maybe an answer as to why god didn't get involved in this shooting and didn't stop it deuteronomy 30 and verse 19 he says i call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death. Notice that, life, two choices here, life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your seed may live. Now, this is an amazing scripture because God says, look, first of all, I'm going to choose, I'm going to set before you life and death. And then God, as if that was not enough, God says, now I want you to choose life. That you and your seed, meaning you and your children, may live. That your children may come home from school, not in body bags, not in a body bag, but alive. That you choose life, and the Bible tells us what to choose, that you and your children may live, that you and your seed may live. Now, what is going on? Well, let me tell you what's going on. We as a nation, we've disowned God, Okay? That's the bottom line. We have chosen death and cursing. That's our choice. There's two options there. God says, choose. Now, I want you to choose life. But we've chose the other. Death and cursing. Now, the scripture continues on. And I want to look at this verse here in Deuteronomy 28 and verse 2. And then I'm reading from the God's Word translation. It says, now, these are the blessings that will come to you and stay close to you because... Oh boy, there's a because there. Oh no, I just thought it would come automatically. Because you obey the Lord your God. Notice that. It's going to come on you as a nation because you obey God. And listen, obedience is not taught today. Obedience is not even taught in our churches. I mean, we have a religion, what I call a religion of unbelief. I mean, You hear statements like, well, the law's been abolished, the law's been fulfilled, the law's been nailed to the cross. We're not under the law. You're like a bunch of rebellious children, are we not? Rebellious, yes. We've chosen that very thing that defines what is right and what is wrong. We have rejected and thrown out of our churches. Obedience is not even taught in our churches today, don't you know? You realize that? Continuing on in verse uh, 3, Deuteronomy 28 and verse 3, reading from God's Word translation, you will be blessed in the city and blessed in the country. Are we? Are we blessed in the city? I tell you what, let's do an experiment. Well, you do an experiment. I'm not crazy enough to do it. But I want you to go to some street, New York or wherever, middle of the night, about 12 midnight, and walk down the street in a back alley alone at night and see if you're blessed in the city. No, someone will kill you. That's what will happen to you. Are we blessed in the city with all of the concrete and asphalt and buildings on top of buildings? Are we blessed in the city now? No, we're not blessed in the city. You can get killed in the city. Are we blessed in our schools? It says blessed in our country. Blessed in the country. Are we blessed in the country? Well, what about our schools? Are we blessed there? Do you call children returning home in body bags? Is that that a blessing? I don't think so. And country, you know, you think, well, okay, out in the country, we've got blessings out there. Well, do we really? You know, you ever heard of this human waste that they put on? It's called sludge, I believe. They put on, farmers put on their fields. I mean, the Bible, did you know the Bible t- says not to do that? that? That God told the Israelites, look, when you go out and do number two, yeah, yeah, that's right go outside the camp, dig a trench, cover, and, and, and do number two, and then cover it up. Now, a cat knows how to do that, but human beings, we had to be educated. But, you know, you got to ask, why did God tell them that? Well, you know why. They were doing it inside the camp, just right out in the open. And uh, here we have these farmers who are putting this, this <laughs> mess, literally, on their, on their farmland. This stuff called sludge, which is human waste. I mean, do you realize the diseases that's going to cause that kind of filth on your, your cropland? It's amazing. I mean, the stupidity of we human beings, it never ceases to fascinate me of just how ignorant we can be as a, as a people. All right, let's continue on in verse 4. You will be blessed. Now, what was the condition? The, blessed, the It was a condition there called obedience you will be blessed you will have children yes and your children will live by the way they will not return home in body bags your land will have crops your animals will have offsprings your cattle will have calves and your flocks will have lambs and kids yeah i'm going to bless you i'm going to keep you safe i'm going to protect you and i'm amazed that even my i have four dogs and two cats and they the dogs chase cars down the road and it seems like there is a blessing those dogs never get hit i, don't, I can't figure out why but the you know, it's like a blessing. God is protecting my animals, for pity's sake. But I believe he will. All right, verse 7. Skipping to verse 7. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 7. The Lord will defeat your enemies when they attack you. They will attack you from one direction, but run away from you in seven directions. Notice that. The Lord will defeat your enemy. What happened with this nut who went in there and killed these went into a school and killed these children, is this was an enemy, don't you know? That's what you call an enemy. Crazy people, a madman, hell-bent on destroying other people, that's an enemy. And God says, I will protect you from your enemy. Your enemies from without, other nations, whatever. Your enemies from within. I will protect you if you obey my voice. Now, here's the point. God could have made it his business he could have protected us, but he didn't. Why didn't he? Well, a simple answer because we have disowned God. How long ago was it that we kicked God out of our schools? How long ago was that? I mean, how many years have organizations like the ACLU, in their abject ignorance and stupidity, but tr- been trying to get God out of every avenue? of America's lives or Americans' lives. It was just get God. We don't want anything to do with God. How long has this been going on? Been going on a long time, by the way, while the churches sit sort of idle and pretend to be religious, okay? All right, verse nine. You will be the Lord's holy people as he has promised with an oath. He will do this if, uh-oh, biggest two-letter word in the English language he will do this if let's stop right there if what if you obey the commands of the Lord your God and follow his directions now I hate to tell you this but the we go through this in Deuteronomy 28 and then it gives the the opposite the, of the curses and the curses are just the opposite of the blessing curse it will you be in a field curse it will you be in the country curse it will you be in the city you know cursing cursing everywhere you go there will be a cursing if you will not obey my voice because we have disowned God we have chosen death and cursing that's the reason so God says look you wanna disown me you want enough rope to hang yourself you don't need me You know, you don't need me to defeat your enemies. Here's the rope. Go hang yourself. I mean, it's just that simple. It's just that simple. Here's the rope. Go hang yourself. Now, there are a pack of what I call idiots, really, who are going to advocate, in fact, they're already advocating this, that what we need is more gun control. It never ceases to amaze me. I mean, we are a country... A nation that will not accept responsibility for our actions. When something happens, we always blame it on something else. And the most idiotic, stupid thing I've ever heard is to blame crime and criminals and what they do, what a, what a madman does, to blame it on the guns. It's not the gun's fault. It's the loose nut on the end of the shaft. I mean, that's the problem. Crazy people will always have guns, don't you know? Listen, in a world full of crazy people, you have got to have the right to protect yourself. You better have a gun. (laughs) You better have a gun. Because things are not going to get better. You know that, don't you? I mean, things are not going to I mean, until Christ returns, you're going to see more school shootings. You're going to see more people being killed in the most Oddest places, you know, movie theaters and schools and restaurants and who knows what's next. But you're going to see more of that, not less, okay? All right. Now, if they took the guns away, you don't want to know the macabre way that crazy people can kill other people. You really don't know that. I mean, I built a potato gun one time out of PVC. I got it from Lowe's and put it together, and it runs off hairspray and potatoes. and I tell you, I'd rather get hit with a bullet than I would a potato gun. I mean, that thing is awesome. I mean, it, it could do some real damage. It's not just a, it could blow a hole through you that big as a potato. You know, I, mean, it's a, I don't know. It's, it's unreal. But, you know, if you take away the guns, you got to, you know, then take away the knives, take away the sticks, take away the rocks, take away, take away what? I mean, what, what are we willing, how much freedom are we willing to give up? Well, we're willing to give up a lot, I believe. Now, I wanna tell you a little story that you may not know about. On May 1st, 1982, a new ordinance was passed by the City Council of Kennesaw, Georgia. The law made it mandatory for each head of a household to own and maintain and know how to use a gun. Now listen, it, what, it, this was mandatory. This is back in 1983, excuse me, 1982. The law was passed, Kennesaw, Georgia. Look it up for yourself on the internet. Study it for yourself. Don't take my word for it. Look it up. Ordinance was passed, 1982, and made it mandatory. Now again, if, if it was mandatory that you own and know how to maintain and use a gun, it was none of this, oh, oh oh, oh, I can, oh, oh, I can't touch a gun, oh, they're dangerous, oh, people get killed, guns jump up and kill people, you know, by themselves, you know, it was none of that. It was mandatory that you own and maintain a gun in Kennestaw, Georgia. Now, this drew worldwide attention, as you might expect, with most of the attention being negative. Oh, yeah, the liberal media, they were saying, oh, it's Guntown, USA. It's going to resort back to old Western styles of people of disagreements and killing each other. Well, 25 years after the ordinance was passed, not a single, get this, not a single resident of Kennesaw has been involved in a fatal shooting. As a victim, as an attacker, or as a defender. There has been one firearm-related murder, but not from a resident of Kennesaw. Get this. I mean, this is fascinating now back then in 82, uh, 82 the population was 5,000 in 1982 today the population is 30,000 people live in this little town the truth is crime has plummeted dropped like a rock and population has soared now get this this is the exact opposite of what you normally have when you have population soaring usually crime soars with it okay not so in Kennesaw Georgia why because every head of household must own and maintain and have ammunition and know how to use a gun man that is you know I, I i don't know what it is you know it's it's like yeah that works that works right there that's living proof you got the statistics right there it says it works well we're not gonna listen to that we're gonna take the guns away you know it's a gun's fall. yeah I mean, look at the highest crime rate are in the cities where they have all of these gun laws. Would you like to live in New York? Would you like to live in Washington, D.C.? Where they have, you can't even carry a gun, you know, it's against the law, whatever you know, they have up there. But it, it's just, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. It's, it's such a no-brainer that the person writing this article said, now look. Said, if you were a criminal planning on breaking into someone's home and killing, stealing, or whatever, would you choose a town where it was mandatory that everyone have a gun and know how to use it? Or would you choose a town where they don't have a right to a gun? they got all these gun laws. Well, it's a no-brainer. If you were a criminal and going to do harm, you would, you would definitely not choose a town where everyone knows how to use a gun and has a gun. Okay, No, no way. You would choose the one who has all the gun laws and no one has a gun. Now here's the solution to the far as school shootings it's very simple have every teacher trained and armed have every teacher in a school system trained and armed with a gun ready to kill a nut that comes in there that that's it's so simple it's so simple but simplicity is not one of our great talents as a nation I believe and I think we like to complicate things way too much well, okay, all right. Anyway, I was thinking about this problem of our culture and society, and I was, I was looking at some uh, facts here that during the fall season, right there near Christmas time, after Halloween, or maybe it's during Halloween, the biggest box office movie was guess what? Uh, Swift Family Robinson. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. It was it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Brought in 23 million dollars. Uh, the Hobbit below that 17.5 million. Uh, Lincoln brought in 5 million. Uh, Texas. Do you know what Texas Chainsaw Massacre is about? It's about a, a nut running around cutting people up with a chainsaw. You know, hey, honey, let's take the children out for some good family entertainment. Let's go see Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The American appetite for grossness it just blows my mind I, mean, I don't know where I don't know where it's coming from really well maybe I do know where it's coming from lack of character thats one place I mean you think about video games I didn't even know this but but a teenager told me about I was asking about video games and they said oh yeah you got video games where they you can reenact rape you actually rape a woman in a video game you kill blow pieces away you know Guts flying everywhere, blood everywhere, you know, this this is entertainment. You know, I mean, what are we becoming as a nation? Where are our children going to? When was the last time you saw an American teenage boy mowing his own lawn? No, you've got the Hispanic workers doing that. Do you know what the American teenage boy is doing? He's up in the computer. Or playing video games or looking at pornography on the internet. That's what he's doing. Okay. I mean, what, are we, what, are we, what is happening to us as a nation? Where are we going? Listen, there's a monster inside of all of us. And all you got to do is feed that monster the wrong thing. When my daughter was growing up, she's about 11 or 12 years old. I had cable TV and she would watch the Disney Channel. And I started to t- detect an arrogant attitude in her spirit and she was watching some show on Disney, I can't think of the name, but it was some smart aleck, uh, fast-talking young girl on there and she was picking up on those bad attitudes. You know what I did the next day? I got up on my roof, tore the satellite antenna off, called the provider and said, cancel my subscription. Well, they tried to talk me into it. They said, oh, we got some hot stuff on, on cable TV. We'll give it to you free. And I said, that's the problem. You got too much hot stuff and uh and so i just threw it away threw the way the antenna threw away everything got rid of it what kind of sacrifice are you willing to make for your children you know wh- what are you willing to do to make sure your children grow up right oh boy anyway i'll tell you we're, we're sick to the heart we're sick as a nation now i want to conclude with I want to give you all you bleeding heart liberals out there that want more gun control. Uh, The Bible speaks of a day when not only will you have gun control, but it speaks of a day in the future when we're going to have weapons control. Hey, let's look at this. Maybe this will stir your heart here. Micah 4 and verse 1, But in the last days it shall come to pass, that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established on the top of the mountains, and it shall be exalted above the hills, and people shall flow into it. Now this is referring to the kingdom of God on this earth, the establishment of the government of God on this earth, and a lot of changes are going to occur when this happens. Well, let's take a look at what we're talking about. And many nations shall come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the house of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob, and he will teach us his way. And we will walk in his path, for the law shall go forth of Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. You know, it's always intrigued me to ask the question, what's going to cause all of these people to say, let's go learn about God. Let's go learn about the true God. Let's learn about his law. Let's learn about his way. Well, you, look, you got to realize how bad things are going to get before this just times the school shootings with the children coming home in body bags you know times that times 100 and you get a picture of what would cause our hearts to cry out and say let's learn of god let's learn about his way let's incorporate his way of life that's what it's going to take okay all right verse three and he shall judge among many people and rebuke strong nations afar off They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. This is talking about a change of heart. This is talking about conversion. Spiritual conversion is going to change the hearts when Christ returns and sets up his government on this earth. And what are they going to do? They're going to take their weapons and turn them into plow instruments. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this is what's going to happen. But it's not going to come about by the government taking away your gun rights. It's going to take place by a change of heart, a converted spirit, a converted heart, where no longer do we need war instruments or to kill each other or anything like that. But this is out in the future. This is when Christ returns and establishes his government on this earth. Don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, though, as far as us solving our own problems. No. No, not at all. No way. No, no, no. Okay, verse 4. But they shall sit every man under his vine and under his fig tree and none shall make them afraid for the mouth of the Lord of hosts has spoken it. Oh, this is beautiful. This is, you know, imagine sitting out on your front porch. It's a spring breeze blowing through the air. You hear the laughter of children playing. You know they're safe. You know they're protected. The feel of a Of cool green grass on your bare feet the smell of hyacinth in the air flowers you know oh man buttercups it's just a beautiful peaceful scenery of what it's going to be like in that kingdom when Christ returns yeah no more children returning home in body bags from school I can guarantee you that but before these good times come I hate to say it, but we must say to God, God, we want to hang ourselves first. And God will allow us to do just that, to hang ourselves. Some of the idiotic decisions that we are making now as a nation, wanting desperately to change our Constitution, uh, it's unreal, you know, the Second Amendment, Says no, there should be no infringement upon the right to bear arms. You know, the Second Amendment is not about hunting, it's about your right to protect yourself from our government. That's what it's about, that's what it's really about. It has nothing to do with hunting or anything like that. It's about your right to protect yourself from your own government or whoever or whatever there is your enemy that is out there. And listen, when evil and sin rules, you've got to be able to protect yourself. When evil and sin rules your society, you've got to be able to to protect yourself. Yes. Yes. Did you know that the Christian has a defensive weapon called the sword of the spirit? Word of God. Yeah, Word of God is what it's talking about. Well, that's been taken out of our schools, the Word of God. You know, that was taken out of our schools a long time ago, the Word of God. And of course, in the power of the Word of God is the law. Because the law defines right from wrong. That's the power of the Word of God. It is the law of God. And of course, long ago, Christians developed a false theology saying the law was abolished. How many times have you heard that from a preacher? How many times have you heard that nonsense being uttered out of the mouths of ignorant people? Preachers. Religious people. All the law's been abolished. It's been fulfilled. It's been done away with. We're not under the law. No standard of morality. No standard of morality. You know, folks, here's the bottom line. We've just hung ourselves. And that's what's really in your Bible.
0: If you would like a free DVD recording of this program that you can share with friends and loved ones, write to Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. That's Church of God Rocky Mount, 27 Brookledge Lane, Rocky Mount, Virginia, 24151. And be sure to mention the title of this program,